Those of, of you at home, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so wanting to have you in the church. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm tired of being tired. I think enough is enough. And I think it's time for churches to come together to at least 50% capacity. If you believe that, say amen. Now, obviously, for following all protocols and all regulations, but it's time for the church to get back together. Can I get a better amen? Amen. So great to have you in the house. And those of you that are watching, uh, whether you're from Durban, the place where God lives, or maybe somewhere in South Africa, or maybe in different parts of the world, uh, just so great to have you with us. Can we put our hands together, family, and welcome all of those that are online? I think YouTube, we have well over 400, and uh, Facebook is close to 300, so that's great. And we are using all kinds of technology to be able to do church. We're not going to use COVID as an excuse, amen. We're going to use whatever we have uh, to get the church out there and to make it known that Jesus loves us and that he is able to do what no man is able to do, what no organization is able to do. We serve a God of miracles. Can you say amen? If you have your Bibles this morning, we're, gonna, we're doing a series this month on What's Your Sound? And uh, we're going to look at Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, and I'm, I'm going to begin it from there. In Acts chapter 2, New, New King James Version, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. Say it like you have a bit of faith on the inside of you this morning. Suddenly, and suddenly there came a what? You can, you, you can speak. You can speak. It's, it's, it's okay to speak, all right? Uh, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were, just a few of them, filled with the Holy Spirit. What does it say? They were what? I can't hear you. They were what? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Verse 6, and when this, what's the word missing? And when this, and when this what? And when this what? And when the sound occurred, what happened? The multitudes came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not those who speak Zulus, Khazas, Vendas? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we are born? and so on and so forth, all the various tribes and languages. Verse 11, and says, And we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, once again, what a privilege, what an honor it is to be able to gather around your word. I declare that you and your word are one, that you said heaven and earth would pass away, but your word 
Your word will never, ever, never, ever, ever will it pass away. Your word is forever settled in heaven. And I thank you, Lord, that we have the confidence, the faith, the boldness, the certainty to build our lives on your word. Our marriages are built on your word. This ministry is built on your word. Our families, our children, our businesses, everything that we are, everything that we have, Lord, is built upon the solidity and certainty of your word. And I thank you that your word is able to go through these lenses and into every home. I pray that your word is able to visit every single person that your word knows every person by name. It has their ID. It has their fingerprints. It has their voice prints. It has their iris prints. It knows everything about that person. And your word has the ability to meet every need today. And Lord, we vow as always to give you all of the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. It's really an honor and a privilege this morning to have Sister Nell with us in the house. Good morning, Sister Nell. Can we put our hands together and just acknowledge our founder, Sister Nell. Amen. Great to have you in the house with us this morning. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to you about what's your sound. Would you look at somebody and tell them what's your sound? What's your sound? How many of you know that sound is a very important component of our lives? It's a very important component of our lives. And actually sound is really, if you think about it, in the physics or the chemistry or the any teachers here this morning? Do we have any teachers here? Okay. But uh, sound is uh, is a form of energy that is able to uh, literally move through matter or what they call translocate through matter. And it's very powerful. And there are many uses for sound. For example, we communicate by sound, right? We have verbal languages. We speak languages. And sometimes we even communicate with our bodies. But verbally, we have the ability to to communicate verbally and through sound. And we can, even through sound, identify the mood of that person, right? And then how about music? We had some beautiful music this morning. How many of you know if there's no sound, there's no music? Hello? If there's no sound, there's no music. Sound is also used, for example, if a train is going to cross a road, and then, of course, the barriers come down, cling, 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 sirens go. So sound is used for signaling systems. You know, when bridges go up, when dam walls open up, there is a siren that blows in industries when it's tea time and coffee time and uh, whatever time the siren blows. So it's a signaling system. Sound is also used to determine the distance that you travel. Even if you're in the ocean, it can even tell you how deep the ocean is. That's the power of sound, man. It has the power to even break down small particles in solutions. Or sound is used actually to extract gases from liquids. If you think about a telephone, my goodness, what would a telephone be like if there was no sound? It wouldn't work. But I want to tell you of all the things about sound, it is one of our five physical senses. And of the five physical senses that we have, two are regarded the highest. And they are number one, 
our eyes. In other words, what we see with our eyes. And number two, our ears, what we hear with our ears. And those two are actually, scientists will tell you, they are the basic fundamentals of life. That's what it, what it is. But of the two, they will even tell you that it is in fact sound and the ability to hear that has the greater effect in determining the character of a human life. And I think the most important aspects of sound, when we think about sound, are the qualities which convey emotions, because with sound comes certain emotions. And in fact, the emotional feeling we experience and become familiar with is caused mostly by sound. And that's the reason why we often say, and you would have heard me say it many a times, that sound is actually greater than sight. How many of you heard me say that before? Sound is actually greater than sight. And actually, the Bible teaches this, and it can be backed up with science as well. If you think about Genesis 1, we see that God begins by speaking and releasing a sound into a void. There was darkness, there was nothing, and what did God do? He began to speak, and when he spoke, he released a sound, and with that sound was emotions, and with that sound came a faith, and with that sound came an intentionality, and mountains began to form, and birds began to fly, and trees began to grow, and flowers began to blossom, etc., etc. If you look at Psalm 77 in verse 17, it says, The clouds poured out water, the skies sent out a sound. And then it says, your arrows also flashed about the voice of your thunder, the voice of your thunder. I mean, if you can see, all of that is about sound. And then Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4 and 13, he says, and since we have the same spirit of faith. Do we have anybody here with the same spirit of faith? Three of you, one of you, two of you. Okay, praise the Lord. Hopefully by the end of this day, we'll get you all to have the same spirit of faith. But he says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. I believed and therefore also I spoke. Notice Paul didn't say, I believed and then I saw. He said, I believed in my heart Hallelujah. And then out of the abundance of my heart, I spoke. And when I spoke, I released a sound. And that sound is what caused to bring to pass what I eventually can see with my physical eyes. That's why we say that sound is greater than sight. And so sound is very important. And that's why I want to ask you today and those of you that are watching at home, what is your sound? Would you just touch somebody right now or nudge them or, or do this fisty fist, whatever, and ask them, what is your sound? What, what, what's your sound? What's your sound? What's your sound this morning? Hallelujah. Because the sound you carry and transmit will actually determine what you attract into your life. How many of you know that sound will determine what you attract into your life? Even animals in the animal kingdom, 
they know the importance of sound. You take, for example, a lion. It's a predator, all right? And that lion, as big as it is, it looks a little bit like me, all right? I, I, that's one of my favorite animals. But the lion, as big as it is, as strong as it is, what does it do? It looks for the weakest prey. Any animal that's a predator will always look for the weakest prey. Why? Because why must I fight hard when I can fight not so hard? Got to be smart here, right? So what do they do? They look always for easy prey. And so any sound that will indicate weakness, frailty, or debility will be a sound that will attract the predator. So if that animal is wounded, it will give off a certain sound. If that animal is in distress, it'll give off a certain sound. If that animal has lost its herd and it's by itself, it will cry out for its mama or its papa. Papa! Mama! And that sound will attract the predator, all right? Because why? It's easy prey. So I want to ask you again, those of you at home, those of you in the Jesus Dome, what is your sound? What's your sound? Is it the sound of distress and anxiety? Say, oh, but Pastor John, didn't you hear COVID-19? We're bracing down. We're knuckling down for a third wave. And oh, what is your sound? Is it a wounded sound? Is it the sound of poverty and lack and insufficiency? It is, is it the sound of hopelessness? Is it the sound of negativity, murmuring, complaining, and moaning? Come on, family, I want to encourage you today. The way we talk and the words we use will transmit a certain sound, a tone, an attitude, and wrapped up in all of those will be our emotions. And with that sound, you know what we do? is we actually create an atmosphere. And atmospheres are very, very, very important. They are like incubators. They produce a climate or an environment for things to grow, whether good or bad. How many of you know that before Lucifer fell, he was involved in the music, which is sound. Music is sound. And so before he fell, there he was in heaven. He was instrumental. He was the archangel there in heaven, involved with music, involved with sound. And so if there's anybody who knows the importance of sound and the influence that it has on people, it would be him. And I want you to know that today there are lots and lots and lots of sound that are being transmitted through the airwaves. A lot of sound waves that are traveling. Even right now as we speak, you're hearing my voice, but there's other sounds, other voices that are being transmitted. And with those sounds are certain voices that are all clamoring to be heard. And those sounds and those voices are actually fighting for your attention. And when they capture your attention and you invite them into your life and into your heart, then what happens? They work on creating an atmosphere that's over your life, over your house, over your family. You get in your car and you think you're driving from Durban to Hillcrest and you're moving into a different atmosphere, but you have created your own atmosphere 
by the words that you have invited, by the voices that you have invited into your life. And that atmosphere will produce a climate and an environment that will influence you and impact your life, whether good or bad. And so my question to you today, this morning, is what, what's your sound? Would you look at somebody right now and ask them, what's your sound? What's your sound? Hallelujah. What is your sound? There are many voices that are clamoring to be heard, but what is your sound? It's important to know this morning that there are many voices in the world that are clamoring to be heard. Many voices. For example, there's the voice of the world, and then there's the voice of this, your flesh. Your flesh has a voice. And then we know, of course, there's devils and demon spirits out there, and they have voices, but there's also the voice of your own mind, and there's the voice of your spirit. Hallelujah. But there's also the voice of God, and thank God we serve a speaking God. Aren't you glad this morning that we serve a speaking God? Anybody glad here this morning? It's not so with man-made idols. Man-made gods, look at what the psalmist said in Psalm 135, verse 15. He said, the idols of the nations are silver and gold. I mean, I've seen some, some gods that are like 19 foot tall, massive, massive, made of gold, studded with diamonds. I don't know what else, but look what it says. The work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. They have eyes but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear, nor is there any breath in their mouths. I'm so thankful this morning that we serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Hallelujah. Anybody out there this morning? A couple of you are out there. Hallelujah. I can see you've been used to lying in bed and listening to me in, covered up in your blankets. Hmm? Hallelujah. How many of you are grateful that we serve a speaking God this morning? And you know what? He spoke back then. He spoke in the New Testament. He spoke in the book of Acts. He spoke in the book of Revelation. And today, he is still speaking to you and me. Thank God for that. We are made in the image of God. You've heard me say that before. And you are spirit and God is spirit. But we are speaking spirits, and God is a speaking spirit. And when you got saved, anybody got saved this morning or a couple of months ago, a couple of years ago? When you got saved, the Holy Spirit came to live on the inside of you. Hallelujah. He resides on the inside of you in your spirit. Hallelujah. You who once did not know God, you got wonderfully born again. And if you didn't get born again, then I'm believing today is your day to be reconciled back to the heart of the Father of God, back to God himself, hallelujah. But the Spirit of God quickened and made alive unto you the reality of a risen, resurrected Savior. And now the Holy Spirit resides on the inside of you, your spirit and the Holy Spirit communing. Hallelujah. It is spirit unto spirit. It's not brain unto brain or one level of intellect to another level of intellect. No, it is spirit unto spirit. 
Jesus said in John 4, 24, God is spirit. God is what? God is what? And those who worship him must worship him through a PhD degree. And if you can dance, then that'll help you as well. Is that what it says? God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, we're so used to the physical realm because everything the eye sees and the ear hears happens in this physical realm. We've been trained this way. We've been educated this way. We are, we are very sensitive to the physical realm. But there's a very important part of you. In fact, the very most important part of you, which is your spirit. And you are spirit, soul, and body. And it is your spirit that is entwined with God's Holy Spirit. And you are able to engage with this God. And you're able to converse with this God. And you're able to recognize and hear His voice. Hallelujah. And then do what He bids you to do. But it's what the psalmist says, deep calling unto deep. Can we read that in Psalm 42 verse 1? It says, as the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. And my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. He's not the God of the dead. A living God is a speaking God. Look at somebody tell them, a living God is a speaking God. You can turn the volume up here a little bit. It's quite okay. We're under COVID protocols. Look at somebody and say, a living God is a speaking God. Look at somebody else and, and look at them and say, I'm talking to you today. A living God is a speaking God. Those of you back at home, a living God is a speaking God. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Hallelujah. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night while they continue to say to me, where is your God? A lot of people have lost their way during COVID. Where is this God? Where is this God? He's the God of the living and not of the dead. He's very much there. He's very much in control. I want to tell people God is still on his throne and in control. He is still large and in charge. Hallelujah. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me, for I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God. I mean, if you can see, it's scriptural for the churches to come together. Hallelujah. Hashtag and say, open churches. I don't know, do something. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept a pilgrim fast. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted? Hope in God. Come on, sometimes you've got to talk to yourself. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mitzar, deep calls unto deep. That's another way of saying your spirit captured entwined by the Holy Spirit, speaks to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, entwined with your spirit, speaks with your spirit. Deep calling unto deep, hallelujah. Uh, At the noise of your waterfalls, all your waves and billows have gone over me. 
And so, family, I want to tell you today that God desires to speak with his people. He's a living God, and a living God speaks. Can you say that with me? He's a living God, and a living God speaks. You and I were created by God for God. Never, ever forget that. Never, ever, ever forget that. No matter what you're going through, no matter who said what, who did what, you need to look at yourself every morning in the mirror and say, hey, beautiful man, beautiful woman, I'm looking at you today. You're looking really hot. You were created by God for God. Hallelujah. In fact, can you just tell that to somebody right now? Look at them and say, you were created by God for God. Don't worry what the teacher says. Don't worry what the next door neighbor says. Don't worry what the colleagues at work are saying about you. You were created by God for God. Everybody else is immaterial. Everything else is immaterial. If they like you, it's just the bonus. It's just the cherry on top. At least you have the whole cake. I can have the cake without the cherry, but I can't have the cake with the cherry. You know what I'm saying? If you just get the cherry, you get no cake. But if you get the cake and the cherry, that's bonus. If you don't get the cherry, you still got the cake. Hallelujah. So, praise the Lord. He delights in you and me, and his delight rests in the fact that he wants to talk with you. Thank God. Family, thank God for the voice of God, man. I remember the days when Sister Nell, and, we, and there were the days when she used to wear her, her red coat. And when she raw, wore her red coat, boy, we had to just, we had to mind our business, our P's and our Q's. What's the scripture? What's the Lord saying to you, Pastor John? I don't know. Uh, Sister Nell, Sister Nell, get the Bible. You're shaking like a leaf. But it taught us how to hear the voice of God. Am I right, Wayne? It taught us how, how, how that we, for ourselves, can get to hear God speaking to us. You don't have to wait for anybody else. You don't have to wait for a prophet to come and tell you where you live and what your bank account is and what shoes you wore yesterday. All of that's great. It's one, I'm not belittling that. I'm not belittling that, but I'm telling you that we all serve a speaking God, and he wants to speak to all of us. Everyone has the privilege of hearing God speak to them. Hallelujah. And we have the voice of the Holy Spirit. But you might say, well, pastor, who is the Holy Spirit? Well, I'm glad you asked. Who is the Holy Spirit? You know, before we can recognize and learn to discern his voice, it's important to know a little bit about him. And I want to tell you a little bit about the Holy Spirit. That number one, he's the third person of the Godhead. He's the third person of the, of the Godhead. Number two, he's a person. So what does that mean? He's not an it or an influence. If he's a person, it means that he has intelligence, he has a will, he has feelings. And like a person, he desires to have a personal relationship with each and every one of you. And through those personal relationships and personal encounters, he becomes our counselor. He's your counselor this morning. You're looking for counsel? He can counsel you. Oh, pastor, I need to be comforted. He's your comforter. I need somebody to help me. He's your helper. 
I need a good advocate. Do you have a good lawyer for me? He's your advocate as well. Hallelujah. And not only that, but the Holy Spirit is also your standby. That means he's standing by. What's he standing by for? He's standing by waiting for you to just say, come on in, Holy Spirit. Come and have your way. Because he's not going to push himself onto you. He's not going to force himself onto you. He's very much a gentleman, actually. And in the Bible, he is pictured as a dove because doves are very sensitive creatures. And so he's your standby. Hallelujah. He's standing by just waiting for your invitation this morning, waiting for you to acknowledge him this morning, waiting for you to just push past all the stuff that's mesmerized you and got you all ruffled and all troubled. And he's just waiting for you to say, come on in, Holy Spirit. Come and have your way. I yield my heart to you today. Holy Spirit, you're my standby. You're standing by waiting to deliver me. You're standing by waiting to give me a strategy. Hallelujah. And let me tell you this. He's not some reality that is any less than God. He is God. And when we say the third person of the Trinity, that doesn't mean that he's ranked number three, that you have God the Father. He's number one. And then in second place, coming to a very close second place, we have God the Son. And then coming in a very close third position, we have God the... No, it's not that kind of ranking. <laughs> Hallelujah. They're all equal. They're all the same. He, he's very much God. He, just like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is equal with them. Hallelujah. And like God, he is omniscient, all-knowing. He is omnipotent, all power. And he is omnipresent everywhere, all at the same time. But the thing that I like about the Holy Spirit is that he is a speaking spirit. He's a speaking spirit. Hallelujah. And most times, can I tell you a little secret, family? It's not God that is not speaking to you. Instead, it is us not listening to him. God is always speaking. He always has something to say to you. Always, always, always. And the Spirit speaks to our spirits. And it might not be an audible voice that we hear. I've, I've never heard the audible voice of God. And there are people that say they've heard the audible voice of God, and that's wonderful. But more often than not, He speaks to you through our thoughts and impressions, like a quickening that comes on the inside of you. Anybody ever had that quickening, that you feel a quickening of the Holy Ghost, His presence quickening your innermost being? As a matter of fact, Really, the Holy Spirit speaks to us through our inner witness. We have an inner witness. That's why I love what Romans 8.16 says. New King James says the Spirit Himself, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirits. There's that inner witness. Hallelujah. The New Living Translation says, for His Spirit joins with our spirits to affirm that we are God's children. Hallelujah. The Passion Translation puts it like this, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as He whispers into our 
innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing? He whispers into our innermost being. Hallelujah. I believe the Holy Spirit right now, this very moment, is whispering into your innermost being. There are things that you're going to be needing for this week. And already he's whispering into your innermost being the strategy. He's giving you tactics. How, you, how it is that you're supposed to approach and come into that meeting and what it is that you're supposed to do. He's whispering into your innermost being right now. Hallelujah. Certain secrets about you. Good secrets. Wonderful secrets. Hallelujah. Not to expose you. Not to ridicule you. Hallelujah. The Message Bible says God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. Isn't it sad when people tell you who you are? They don't even know you. I took a person into this, uh, to show this dome the other day, and I explained what we did and how we did, and she said to me, I'm so sorry. I said, what are you sorry about? She said, because I judged you. I said, what do you judge me for? You don't even know my situation. You didn't even know why we did what we did. But the Spirit of God, what does He do? Look, confirms who you really are. People will have their opinions about you, and most often than not, they've, they've formed stories, and they've got chapter 1 and chapter 2 in volume 1 up to volume 10 all about you. They haven't even spoken to you. don't even know the background as to why you did what you did. But the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit to reveal who you really are on the inside of you. And I tell you, when you got that, you can put your shoulders back, man. Put your head back. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be embarrassed. Hallelujah. Don't let others hold you captive and try and mold you and shape you into the image that they have for you. No, 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 no. That's why it's so important. The Holy Spirit What's your sound this morning? Many voices that are out there. Which is the one that you're giving yourself to? Come on. If you're giving yourself to what he said and they said and she said, then that's how they're going to shape you. And that's how they're going to mold you. And I tell you what, your, your life is going to be empty. It's going to be unfulfilled. You'll be, you'll be dissatisfied and you're trying to make please people to be something that you're not. I'm not who they say I am. I'm who God says I am. I'm, and by saying that, I'm not saying I'm perfect. We, we know we're not perfect. Amen. But thank God that He speaks to us. And more often than not, you know what? Can I tell you something? Very, very deep. It's very deep. I don't know if you'll get it. But 99% of the time, the Holy Spirit speaks to us through His Word. That's deep, right? <laughs> it's the truth because that's how that's how simple it is he's the author of this book the holy spirit came upon men 66 different books written during a period of 1500 years all the way from genesis to revelation and when you read it it's it's one book because it's one author 
He used different people, came upon different people, spoke to different people who in turn discerned the voice of the Spirit. They shut out every other voice and they created a sound that was particular to God. And out of that sound, we have this book. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Out of the sound that you create, God wants to write your book of your life, the destiny, the purpose that he has for you. Hallelujah. That's why I want to ask you again, what is your sound? He's the author of God's word. And I don't know about you, but I love it when the Holy Ghost takes a verse, a scripture, whatever it is, and then quickens that scripture to your innermost being. Anybody ever had that? Did you have it this morning? Huh? Did you get it yesterday? What about Friday? When you sat there and just, I only got time for one verse, Holy Spirit. That's okay. Just give him that one verse. And he took that verse and he quickened it. And that words, word rose up in your innermost being and flooded your soul and flooded your emotions and began to even flood the way that you thought and were thinking until you can't help but put voice to that word. And with that voice, we create a, we create a sound. Hallelujah. And that's my sound, family. That's your sound. God's Word hidden in my heart, revealed to my spirit, and spoken and declared with boldness and certainty. That's my sound. That's your sound. God's Word, full of power and faith. God's Word given to me by the voice of God's Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And that sound is filling my world, filling your world, and creating an atmosphere for signs, wonders, and miracles. Creating within you and me and around me a world where everything is possible to them that believe. Everything is possible to them that believe. You see, if you allow those voices and those sounds, then nothing is impossible to them that believe. But if you hear the right sound and you let the Holy Spirit speak to you and create that sound and hear His voice, then everything, nothing is impossible to them that believe. Hallelujah! Everything is possible. Everything is possible to them that believe who have I believed, and therefore I spoke. Every head bowed right now. Father, I thank you for your presence in this place and coming into every house, into every family, through Facebook, YouTube, I don't know, whatever platform. God, you are able to come on those platforms. You are able to intervene suddenly on those platforms. Everything is possible to them that believe. And we have believed your word. And therefore, as a result of our believing, we speak. And with that speaking, we create a sound. I want to thank you, Lord, that we dispel every other sound. Uh -uh. 
The sound of fear is not welcome. The sound of doubt is not welcome. The sound of unbelief is not welcome. The sound of unforgiveness is not welcome. The sound of depression is not welcome. No, but I thank you, Lord, for the sound of faith, the sound of your word, the sound of boldness, the sound of the fire of the Holy Ghost, the sound that everything is possible to them that believe right now, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that today. Everybody, stand up to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. You've been watching right now, maybe in your home, maybe you're at your workplace, I don't know. But you know that your life is not right with God. You're away from God. And today, it's possible for you to come to know this wonderful Savior, this wonderful God that we speak of, who is a speaking God. He's a living God and a living God is a speaking God. He wants to speak with you and to you. And it's a two-way communication. It's a dialogue, not a monologue, a dialogue. You say, but I don't know if, if I'm worthy enough. I don't know if I'm holy enough. I don't know, pastor, if I'm righteous enough. Well, you never ever will be. It's not based on you, what you can do, what you can buy. You can't buy salvation. You can't buy your way into the presence of God. The way was purchased through the cross. And we come, we come as we are. We bring our miserable selves. As the song said, bag of bones. We bring our bag of bones to God. <laughs> and He accepts us. Hallelujah. And He wants to do the same for you today. If you're away from God, for whatever reason, you have no peace, then I would like to invite you to pray this prayer. And really, it's just a simple prayer that comes from your heart. You're speaking to God. You're acknowledging your faith in Him and in the work of the cross. That's all it is. And so I'd like to invite you, and I'd like those of you that are here, would you help us pray for those who are at home this morning, today? or maybe at work, I don't know, but if, you, if it's you today, and I know you're there, then would you say these words after me? Heavenly Father, I come to you today just as I am with all of my faults, all of my failures, and all of my sin. And I ask you for forgiveness. I repent today. I need you. I acknowledge you as my Lord my Savior, my Redeemer, my Healer, my Restorer. You're my strong tower, and I'm running to you today. I throw myself in your capable hands. Thank you for loving me. Your amazing love captures me. I'm captured as a prisoner by your love. And I thank you today that it's your blood that washes me, cleanses me. Right now, I receive eternal life and the forgiveness of all of my sins. And I'll never be the same. Jesus' name. Hey, family, if you prayed that prayer, would you just, on the comment section, just tell us you prayed that prayer. I prayed that prayer. And we'd just love to acknowledge you, give you a high five. 
Maybe if we can, we'd like to try and pray with you, contact you, do whatever we can. But I just feel right now with all of our hands lifted up, we've been through a year now, I think it is almost a year of this COVID thing. And there's been tremendous fear that's been generated in the hearts of people. We've lost loved ones, family members, people close to us. I mean, this thing is real. I'm not trying to belittle that. But we have to make the faith of God, the boldness of God, the mercy of God even more realer. So we're going to sing that song, Fear is not welcome. Fear is not welcome. Fear is not welcome in my heart anymore. I'm casting it away by the power of Jesus' name. Fear is not welcome in my heart anymore. One more time. Fear is not welcome. Fear is not welcome. Fear is not welcome in my heart anymore. I'm casting it away by the power of Jesus' name. Hallelujah.